rendering of service to a pure devotee. So, Canto 7, The Signs of God, Chapter 10, Prahlad, the best among exalted devotees. Text 14. Ya etat kirtayan mahyam, kirtayan mahyam, ya etat kirtayan mahyam, kirtayan mahyam, twaya gitam idam naraham, gitam idam naraham. Tvaya gītam idam naraha, idam idam naraha, tvam chamam chasmaran kāle, chamam chasmaran kāle, tvam chamam chasmaran kāle, chamam chasmaran kāle, karma bhandhat pramuchyate, yayetat kirtayan mahyam, Tvaya gītam idam naraham Tvam chamam chasmaran kāle Karmapramochate Yayetat kirtayan mahyam Tvaya gītam idam naraham Chātmaran kāle Karma bhandhat pramuchyate Yayetat kirtayan mahyam Tvaya gītam idam naraha Tvam chamam chasmaran kāle Karma bhandhat pramuchyate Yayetat kirtayan mahyam Tvaya gītam idam naraham Tvam chamam chasmaran kāle Karma bhandhat pramuchyate Yayetat kirtayan mayam Tvaya gītam idam naraha Tvam chamam chasmaran kāle Karma bhandha pramuchyate Yeah, word to word meaning by His Divine Grace, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki jai Yaha anyone this activity, kirtayat, chants, mahyam, onto me, tvaya, by you, gītam, prayers offered, idam, this, naraha, human being, tvam, you, cha, as well as, mamcha, me also, smaran, remembering, kale, in due course of time, 
karma bhandat from the bondage of material activities pramuchyate becomes free translation purport by shila prabhupad ki jai one who always remembers your activities and my activities also and who chants the prayers you have offered becomes free in due course of time from the reactions of material activities here it is stated that anyone who chants and hears about the activities of prahlad maharaj and in relationship with prahlad activities the activities of narsimha dev gradually becomes free from all the bondage of fruitive activities so uh, hear carefully this is one part of the purport here stated anyone who chants and hears about the act of prahlad maharaj and in relationship with prahlad's activities the activities of narsimha dev gradually becomes free from all the bondage of fruitive activities so this part is directly related to the translation and then suddenly we find shila prabhupad uh, moving away from uh, the uh, translation as stated in bhagavad gita 2.15 and 2.56 yam hi na vyatante te purusham purusharshabha dukkha sukham dhiram sok amruta vyakalpate so o best among men the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress and is steady in both is certainly eligible for liberation and prabhupad continues dukkheshu anudvigna mana sukheshu vigata spruha vitaraga bhaya krodha sitadhir muniruchyate one who is not disturbed in spite of the threefold miseries who is not elated when there is happiness and who is free from attachment fear and anger is called a sage of steady mind a devotee should not be aggrieved in an awkward position nor should he feel extraordinarily happy in material opulence this is the way of expert management of material life because a devotee knows how to manage expertly he is called jeevan mukta as rupa goswami explains in bhakti ratamda sindhu ihayasya harer dasya karmana manasa gire gira nikilas api avastasu jeevan mukta savuchyate a person acting in krishna consciousness or in other words in service of krishna with his body mind and intelligence and word <laughs> is a liberated person even within this material world although he may be engaged in many so called material activities because of constantly engaging in devotional service in any condition of life a devotee is free from all material bondage bhakti hi punati mananishta swapakan apisambhavat even when born in a family of man eaters is purified if he engages in devotional service shila jeeva goswami cites this verse in logically supporting that anyone who chants about the pure life and activities of prahlad maharaj is freed from the reactions of material activities so we find that the first line of the purport 
and the last line, the purport, they are connected to the translation uh, of the verse. But the rest of the purport appears to be moving away from uh, the translation. Om Jnanati Mirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Guru Nvaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Saganara Gunatan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padan Saganalalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha Mukam Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langayate Girim Yat Krupatamaham Vande Paramananda Madhavam the Supreme Personality of Godhead has the form of Sachitananda Vigraha, transcendental bliss, knowledge, and eternity. I offer my respectful obeisances unto Him who turns the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains. Such is the mercy of Lord. He Krishna Karana Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vandhavaneshwari Vrushabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaurabhakta Rinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Yeah, did anyone make an attempt to read the purport before coming to the class? Anyone? Yeah, thank you. So one who always remembers your activities and my activities also and who chant the prayers you have offered becomes free in due course of time from the reactions of material activities. Vishnachakar Thakur commenting on this line says that not only Pralat Maharaj, you are free of bondage. This is the verse spoken by Lord Narsimhadev. So, it says that not only bondage but others who remember you and uh, they also become free of bondage so not only Palad Maharaj is free of bondage but anyone who thinks of Srila Prabhupada meant Prahlad Maharaj and his activities uh, also become free of bondage And Prabhupada continues in his purpose, he has stated anyone who chants and hears about the activities of Prahalat Maharaj and in relationship with Prahalat's activity, the act of Narsimhadev gradually becomes free from the bondage of fruitive activities. So it's not easy for anyone to uh, chant and hear about the activities of other persons. I want to chant about myself. 
I want to glorify about myself. I want to hear about my own glories when others speak. But here Narasimhadeva says that anyone who chants and hears a pure devotee like Prahlad Maharaj and his activities in relationship with Narasimhadeva becomes, gradually becomes free. And what is the term gradually becomes free? It's the Kale. Prabhupada translates that Kale in due course of time or in translation uses, in uh, purport uses, gradually becomes free. So therefore here we find that we need to chant and glorify the activities of a pure devotee. Now who can do that? Any thoughts? Who can chant and glorify the activities of other persons? Because I am born in, in this material world, I am conditioned and I always I think of about myself, I and me or I and mine Prabhupada says. But here instead of talking about myself, I need to talk about someone else. And wholeheartedly from the core of my heart glorify that person. It's not that my lips are saying something and my heart is beating something else. They should not be asynchronous, it should be synchronous. Genuinely that we are able to glorify uh, other devotees. And who can do that? Any thoughts? Yeah. So any devotee who is free from envy, only that person can glorify others. And being envious in one level or one sense is natural because we are all born in this world and the first element to form is false ego. And that false ego ties us to the material world, ahankar. And therefore, in relation to that ahankar, you have the other uh, qualities emerging. What are those qualities? Kama, krodha, madha, moha, matsariya, lobha, matsariya. So, kama, krodha, lobha, madha, moha, matsariya. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur comments on this Kama Krodha Madamoha Matsarya that one who has Matsarya or envy has all the other qualities. So someone who is in the material world has a natural desire and the consequence of the desire it ends up with the envy and someone who is having envy is harboring all these negative qualities, kama, krodha, madha, moha. So what's the solution? It's to, in spite of having those, uh, or matsarya, enviousness, somehow we should chant the glories of the Lord and His devotee. Maybe in the beginning it could be mechanical. But as we chant and glorify the devotees and the Lord, then gradually we become purified. And when we become gradually purified, the same glorification or the prayers 
of the uh, exalted devotees, they become natural to us. We are all, at least I am struggling with the uh, anartha nivritti itself. And when I am struggling with the anartha nivrittis, praying sincerely or glorifying sincerely, it's not an easy task. But that's the process being recommended that, and even Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna that I'm narrating this Gita or I'm speaking to you Gita only because you are my devotee and not envious. So Krishna gives us the clue that <coughs> we should rise above the enviousness and this is where the difference in processes come from the process of the Jnana school, from the process of the yoga school to the process of the bhakti school. If you look at the Jnana school, they spend hours together in reading Vedanta or uh, more specifically, maybe they may be reading Sharirika Bhashya, the commentary written by Sripad uh, Shankaracharya. Hours together. And in that process, is the root being addressed. The person is making an effort in trying to study uh, the Vedanta and in the process he still continues to be in the center. Because he says, I am making an effort, I am a jnani, so that I still persist, that I still exist. And if you, like, if you look at a tapasvi, someone who is doing meditation, yoga, the person may be staying in Himalaya, staying in extremely cold conditions, living under caves, performing tapasya, but still he thinks that I am the tapasvi, I am detached. So still, even in that process, that I exist. That I, which is the root cause for my envy, that is not being addressed there. Think about it. Whether it is a jnani or whether it is a yogi, astanga yogi, they are not trying to address the root cause of the enviousness. And therefore, Krishna says in the um, Bhagavad Gita, Yoginam Apisarvesham Madgatenantar Atmanaha. So, someone who is trying to think about me, uh, he is the person who is the best of the yogis. Whereas, what is the consciousness of a devotee? What is the consciousness of a devotee? Gopi Bhatta Pada Kamalayor Dasa 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 Dasa. He never thinks that he is the master. In the case of other processes, they are thinking they are the masters. So therefore the I address is not being addressed. But in this process, from the very beginning we are taught that we are not the master. Rather we are the servant of the servant, the servant of the servants.
and Krishna also says that if you love my servant then you can love me like in the office I find that many of my colleagues they have dogs and to attract the attention of the other colleague and especially the manager they try to glorify the dog so when you glorify the dog the master becomes very happy and therefore the manager becomes very happy and the manager becomes very happy your position is safe in the office and here also we find that Krishna says if you want to love me love my devotee it's not other way around if I love myself that I'll be able to love devotee or love the Lord it's actually if I love the Lord then I can love the devotee or I can love others and equally myself but simply loving myself it's not going to create that frame or affection love for others so that should be in relation with the Lord only and I still remember a dialogue from a Hindi movie some 40 years back if you want to catch hold of the mother catch the baby so if you love the baby then you automatically the mother gets attracted so similarly Krishna says you love my dog or you sorry you love my devotee uh, then you love myself you can love me and in this process you are addressing the root cause the I itself that I I no longer exist in one sense I exist in relationship to my master in relationship to the parampara so I serve my spiritual master my spiritual master serves his spiritual master and the lineage continues we never say that we want to serve the Lord directly even when somebody is on the altar, a pujari, it's only he's assisting his Gurudev. On behalf of the Gurudev, he performs the activities. In regards to this, there's an interesting pastime uh, from Sripad Ramanjacharya's uh, lineage. Kanchipurna was a great devotee of Lord Vardarajan. Lord Vardarajan is Lord Vishnu in the reclined position in Kanchipuram. Has anyone been to Kanchipuram? Yeah, thank you. you must be there. <laughs> you have been to Kanchipuram? Yeah. So you find that Lord Vishnu is in the reclined position. He is called Lord Vardarajan. And Kanchipurna is an intimate uh, devotee of uh, Lord Vardarajan. Every day he would do the Chamarak to the Lord. His devotion or his exalted devotion to the Lord was so great that he used to have dialogue with Lord Vardarajan. So Lord Vard the uh, Kanchipurna after completing his daily chores he would walk back home in the late night and we are talking of long back 1200 years back and in those days there was no electricity nor solar lamps 
So how was the darkness dispelled? In the night by using a lamp, a kerosene lamp. So there was a Brahmana who would carry the lamp in front of uh, Kanchipurna every day so that Kanchipurna could safely reach home. That was his service. So Kanchipurna was serving the Lord directly, but here is a Brahmana who was serving Kanchipurna uh, in the night by showing him the lamp so that Kanchipurna can go richly safe home. And one day that Brahmana uh, petitions to Lord Vardarajan through Kanchipurna that can you please ask when will I go back home back to Godhead? And as we said earlier, Kanchipurna used to have regular dialogue with Lord Vardarajan. And that was the custom in those days. Anyone had any personal problem, they would petition to Vardarajan through uh, Kanchipurna. And Lord Vardarajan would give the answer. And that answer was given back to uh, the petitioner or the individual. So here also the Brahmana petitions to Lord Vardarajan through Kanchipurna and Kanchipurna takes that request to Lord Vardarajan and says, when will this Brahmana return back home? And what was the answer given by Vardarajan? He says, in this lifetime itself he will return back home. And the Brahmana was happy that, well, he is going to return back home. Now comes to Kanchipurna. He could not contain himself. Out of inquisitiveness, he said, let me ask the same question for myself to Lord Vardarajan. So he asked the same question, when will I return back home to Godhead? And what was the answer given by Vardarajan? Not in this lifetime, nor in any lifetime. Please, not in this lifetime, nor in any lifetime you will return back home, back to Godhead. And Kanchipurna was surprised because he is he's serving the Lord every day so intimately, so much so that they have a dialogue every day. And now Lord says that, well, you are not going to come back to my abode, not only in this lifetime, but not in any lifetime. And out of curiosity, Kanchipurna says, what is the problem? What is the wrong I'm doing? Lord Vardarajan says, because you have not served my devotee, so therefore you cannot come back home to my uh, abode. Out of frustration or out of anger, immediately he dropped the chamara to Lord Vardarajan. He said, take your chamara yourself. I'm not going to stay here. I'm in search of a devotee whom I can serve. So he was in Kanchipuram, Kanchipuram, and he begs every devotee, please allow me to serve you. And knowing the exalted position of Kanchipurna, no one would allow him to serve him. So what did Kanchipurna do? Ultimately, he had to go out of the town to Sri Rangam. From Kanchipurna, he travels to Sri Rangam. It's not like in today's case, you take a car or take a train and then you just go. He travels for long distance to reach Sri Rangam and there he covers up himself, not as a Vaishnava, as a Shudra and then
start serving the cowshed of Mahapurna. He was an exalted devotee, Mahapurna, and Mahapurna did not know that he was Kanchipurna because he covered up himself and therefore he allowed him to serve and every day diligently uh, Kanchipurna was serving Mahapurna's uh, cowshed, taking care of cows, taking care of household chores. And it, it so happened that one day it was heavily pouring rain in the night. The whole shed was filled with water. And Kanchipurna thought that now nobody is going to come and disturb me. So therefore he takes out his uh, that attire and then puts on his tilak and sits for his japa. Now Mahapurna is in his uh, house. He thought that, well, I've got a new uh, servant and this servant uh, must be drenched in water. Let me go and try to help him. And then he walks into the cow shed and sees this gentleman, Kanchipurna, uh, doing his japa. He recognizes that he is an exalted devotee and he falls at his feet. He says, what is that you are doing here? I am supposed to serve you, instead you are serving me. And by that time, six months period has gone by and Mahapurna escorts Kanchipurna into the house and then Kanchipurna leaves back home uh, to Vardharaj and Kanchipuram. And now once again he petitions the same question to Lord Vardarajan that when will I return back home? Then Vardarajan is very happy. He says, you will return home in this lifetime. So from this interesting pastime, we should understand or we should learn that our solace or our liberation or our journey back home, back to Godhead lies in assisting or in serving other devotees and more particularly the mission and mood of Srila Prabhupada. And what was the mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada? The mood was that of compassion. Compassion towards other uh, living entities that they are all suffering in the material world. Somehow I should give this, share this message of Bhagavad Gita, share the message of Srimad Bhagavatam with them so that uh, they also become elevated. They are suffering the Janma Mrityu Jara, we have the repeated cycle, they exit the cycle. And Krishna also says the same in Bhagavad Gita, which is 18.69, I think. Among the Manisheshu, it is Priyakrittamaha, that it is that person who is very dear to me, who takes this knowledge to others. So this is our mission, and if we, if we can participate in this mission, uh, then Srila Prabhupada is there to take us back home, back to God. And the journey can start right from, is it tomorrow? The uh, marathon is starting? Today, wow. So Ekadasi marathon. So wholeheartedly we should participate in this marathon. We, we do our best to distribute the books. 
we do our best to distribute Prabhupada's mercy and can see how the miracles happen. This is what Gopandesh Prabhu was saying the other day. Our own humble effort by serving the mission, we are assuring ourselves like Kanchipurna, uh, serving devotees. So similarly by serving others, we find that we get the uh, mercy of the Paramparat. Mercy of Srila Prabhupada, mercy of our Gurudev. So repeating of the glory of a Vaishnava like Prahalat Maharaj or an exalted devotee is the pathway back home. And we find that there are, here Lord Nasimha says that actors and who chant the prayers you have offered. So Prahalat Maharaj offers wonderful prayers and in Srimad Bhagavatam there are so many beautiful prayers. And it means that we should remember or we should memorize some of the prayers at least from uh, of these Vaishnavas. One prayer which all of us can memorize is Dhamadrastakam. Dhamadrastakam is a prayer we recite at least for a month every year along with the other devotees, both morning and the evening. So that means that in a month, if we are, in a year, we are nicely reciting, it implies that Every day morning, even when you are in the kitchen, this is what I do. I uh, play the uh, tape, Shishastakam. And the prayers of Lord Brahma, which is Brahma Samhita. If we memorize Brahma Samhita, you have memorized the essence of entire Vedic literature. Entire Vedic literature is contained in Brahma Samhita. So here Lord Narasimha Dev says that we should offer, we should recite the prayers of uh, Prahlad Maharaj or exalted devotees. So we should, we should be able to recite Brahma Samhita, we should be able to recite Damodarastakam, we should be able to recite Sikshastakam and few other prayers. How many of you know Brahma Samhita by memory? Jai, wonderful, yeah, wonderful. It's not difficult, it's not, uh, it's not easy, but it's not very difficult to memorize. And that's the way, that's the glory, or that's the pathway back home, back to God, as Narasimha Dev is saying. And we find that uh, there is uh, a verse from the Bhajana Mahatmya, the glory of devotion service. 
It's in Sri Padhyavali text 8. Vedascha charanam druvascha cha vayo vidya gajendrayaka kubjaya kim u nama rupam adikam kim tat sudhamno dhanam vamsaha ko vidurasya yadava pater ugrasya kim paurusham bhaktya tushyati kevalamna cha guner bhakti priyo madhava. This is the verse which Srila uh, Prabhupada often quotes Bhaktya Tushyati Kevalam Nacha Gunair Bhakti Priyo Madhava. Where were the hunter Dharma's piety or Dhruva's maturity and Gajendra's knowledge? Where was Kubja's beauty? Where was Sudhama's wealth? Where was Vidura's noble birth? Where was Ugrasena's chivalrous strength? Lord Madhava is pleased only by devotional service and not by material qualification. So none of these exalted personalities have received the liberation from the material world or have found a place back in the uh, spiritual world, not because they were jnanis or they were tapasvis, but because of their uh, devotion. Can we think of a prayer in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam by reciting they attracted the attention of the Lord. A devotee or a, you can say in the process of becoming a devotee, sorry, the, that devotee or that jiva you can say recites the prayers and Krishna showers his mercy. Yeah. Sorry? Pralat Maharaj. Yeah. I was not thinking of Pralat because this is the context of Pralat Maharaj only. Yes, Prabhu. Shanta Karam Bhujakshayanam Padnavam Sulekshum. Yeah, that, that prayer is very good. Vivi from Bhagavatam. Yeah. Gopi Gitam. No, no, here the devotees are reciting. Here is the person who is reciting the prayer of other devotees. Well, the context is that, isn't it? Kaliya's pastime. If you recall the Kaliya's pastime, he, Kaliya is, is a snake and snakes are envious. envious. And he, so therefore he was very proud of himself. And so we know the pastime where Lord Krishna uh, steps on his hood, starts dancing and that head which would come up, he would hit that head, thump uh, that head so strongly. Acha said it's like a thunderbolt. <laughs> he had thousand heads and any head that would not, that tries to rise, he would uh, stamp it. And a point came, he was uh, profusely bleeding, he was vomiting blood, he was in a totally helpless condition. And at that time, what did he do to attract the attention of the Lord? He recites, even in a broken state, the prayers recited by his own wife. <laughs> the wives were all uh, devotees, and they offered the prayers and he was not, you can imagine the person is on the verge of death. 
who has profusely uh, vomited blood, the, the strength has been lost, you are almost in a semi-conscious state and in that state he was required to offer the prayers which he has never recited before. <laughs> he only heard vaguely uh, his wife's reciting uh, the prayers. Nagpatnis. Nagpatnis. So therefore, in that broken, in that semi-conscious state, profusely bleeding, totally tired, somehow he, he utters in a broken state the prayers of his wife. And that attracts the attention of the Lord. So we find that this is a beautiful example where by reciting the prayers of a devotee uh, that attract the attention of the Lord. So we have seen the case of Kanchipurna by serving a devotee, uh, he attracts the attention of the Lord. And here we find that Kaliya attracts the attention uh, of the Lord by reciting the prayers of his wife. That too not in a proper way, but in some broken parts he, re he recites, but still draws attention of the Lord. And this is one of the process which Prahlad Maharaj says that Shavanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Vandanam. So there we find, what is Vandanam? Vandanam is offering prayers. So prayers of whom? You can offer the prayers of other devotees. And Akrura, who is, given, who is taken as an example for Vandanam, he offers prayers to the Lord. When he was, I was deputed by Kamsa to bring uh, Lord Krishna and Balram to Mathura. And today is the day, first day of Bhishma Panchakam. And Bhishma Panchakam offers wonderful, sorry, Lord Bhishma offers wonderful prayers in the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. And one can take this as an occasion to recite the prayers of Bhishma Dev, uh, at least in this five days period to draw the mercy of Bhishma Dev. As yesterday, I mean, Narasimha Kavaj Prabhu was saying that Prahlad Maharaj is uh, both a Nitya Siddha and a Sadhaka Siddha. Similarly, Vishnu Chakra Thakur comments on Bhishma Dev that he is a Nitya Siddha and a Sadhaka Siddha. So when he returns back, a part of his uh, amsha returns back to the spiritual world and another amsha returns to the higher planetary system. So we can take the occasion to glorify uh, Bhishma Dev's prayers in these five days. And we find that there are many prayers uh, given in Srimad Bhagavatam. And here we find that Prabhupada um, translates that Kale, normally we say Kale as the time, but here uh, it is Prabhupada translates that Kale in due course of time. Mm -hmm. 
So in due course of time, can we think of an example how Prabhupada compares due course of time as an analogy? Prabhupada gives the example of a young couple, a newly married couple. Yeah. He gives the knowledge of uh, gradually that it's not that the lady becomes uh, pregnant immediately. It mm -hmm. takes some time. In due course. In due course of time. And that's what uh, Prabhupada translates it, in due course of time. So when the lady serves her husband properly, with devotion and then we find gradually uh, it leads to pregnancy and in due course of time she becomes a mother. So similarly here also when we recite the prayers of Vaishnavas in due course of time from the we become free from the reactions of the uh, material activities. And we have the uh, prayers which we recite Srimad Bhagavatam regularly. Srinvatam Svakata Krishna Punya Savana Kirtana Hardantastohiya Badrani Vidunnoti Susatam, where Krishna is saying that the uh, it cleanses the desire for material enjoyment in the heart of the devotee has developed the urge to hear his message, which are in themselves virtuous when properly heard. There are many verses uh, in Srimad Bhagavatam uh, where we find that Prabhupada quotes uh, from other uh, parts of Vedic literature uh, that is where Lord Shiva tells his wife Mother Parvati about the worship Aradhanam Sarvesham Vishnur Aradhanam Param Tasmat Parataram Devi Tadiyanam Samarchanam that worship of Lord Vishnu is the highest, but better than Vishnu is his devotee. And that's what we find here. Lord Narasimha Dev is saying that he addresses first who remembers your activities, first Prahala's activities, and then his activities. And we find when I was trying to uh, search through the Veda base, there are many places uh, we find uh, verses are repeating which talks about uh, serving the devotee and serving the Lord is the gateway to back home, back Godhead. So now the rest of the purport, Srila Prabhupada is talking about uh, Oh best among men, the person who is not disturbed by happiness and distress and steady in both is certainly eligible for uh, liberation. One who is not disturbed in, in spite of threefold miseries, who is not elated in his happiness and free from attachment, fear and anger, is called a sage of steady mind. So a devotee should not by grief in any awkward position, he feel uh, in, nor should he feel extraordinarily happy in mental opulence. This is the way of expert management of material life. So this expert management of material life Prabhupada mentions in the previous verse. And then in a 
person acting in Krishna consciousness with body, mind, intelligence and words is a liberated person even in this material world. Although he may be engaged in many so-called material activities. So this is also once again continuation of uh, the previous verse where uh, Prabhupada in his purport uh, says that uh, although Thus, when performed, this is a devotee has to create. Prahlad Maharaj himself had experienced this, for even his enemy became. So, a devotee should expertly manage to think always of Supreme Lord, so that the reaction of suffering cannot touch him. This is the expert management. So, therefore, when we are in the material world, we are subjected to the ups and downs or the vagaries of the material nature. Sometimes we become elated. Sometimes we become depressed. But how to overcome or how to remain uh, unimpacted or unaffected by these ups and downs in life is the, uh, what Prabhupada is trying to tell us uh, through the, uh, the verse Prabhupada is quoting. Uh, one who is not disturbed in spite of threefold miseries, who is not elated when there is happiness. And how do we take that? So in the purport, Srila Prabhupada mentions that when we are suffering, we are having some problems. It could be health, it could be financial, it could be emotional. We should thank the Lord that this is only a token of my reaction. Otherwise, I should have suffered much more. And if I'm having any so-called happiness in the material world, we should once again thank the Lord that actually I don't deserve this. It's only Krishna out of his mercy has given, has made this arrangement. So in this, this is the way how we manage uh, expertly our living in this material world. Because we are in this material world but we are not of this material world. We should remember that we are in this material world, but we are not of this material world. So the way we can remain equipoised or neutral to the vagaries of the material world is to dive deeper into Krishna consciousness. It's like uh, the sleep, you have the, uh, the Jagruti, the, uh, the dream state and the, the dreamless state, the deep sleep. So someone who is in the deep sleep is not affected by the, uh, the, the dream or by the uh, woken up state. So similarly, someone who, is, who has dived deeper into Krishna consciousness he remains uh, unaffected by the turbulences or the happiness of this material world. And the way one can dive deeper into Krishna consciousness is to ride on the or stay on the two pillars of gratitude and humility. Gratitude for what we are today because of the Vaishnavas, because of the spiritual master, because of Srila Prabhupada, because of the lineage. 
and how do we to the extent it is possible in our own capacity with God's Krishna's given ability to repay back that gratitude is to serve the mission and serving the mission means serving the devotees serving the Lord and by serving them we serve ourselves Yeah, so therefore uh, we stop at, it is said that in one of the quotes, uh, how to serve a devotee or why a Vaishnava uh, is so important to be served, it is said that the Lord appears in the material world in four forms, that as a devotee, as the deity form, in the form of Ganga and Tulsi Maharani. And serving the devotee is not only in the, in the form mood of uh, the mood and mission of Srila Prabhupada, but we also find there are were quotes saying that by taking the dust of an exalted devotee, by taking the water from the lotus feet of the uh, devotee, and the remnants of, uh, of an exalted devotee. It's not easy uh, to do these three activities. To take the dust of a devotee, to take the, uh, to wash the feet of an exalted devotee and take that water and to take the remnants of uh, a devotee because uh, that can be done only when my ego uh, has been subjugated as gopi bhatta pada kamalayo dasa dasa anudasa that I am the servant. In that consciousness only one can take it. At least in my case that's what I found because I never touched till I came to Krishna consciousness somebody's plate, including my parents. I would not take even a grain from the plate. And as a child, I still remember my uh, family members, any good item, uh, they would put deliberately uh, a grain into my plate, from their plate. And then I would leave the plate and I'll walk away. From that state, uh, today, I'm happy to take uh, the remnants of a devotee. Would you like to recite? I think it's nine o'clock. Okay, otherwise you can recite the prayers of Bhishma Dev back at home uh, as a service to Bhishma Dev, as, to draw the attention of Bhishma Dev's mercy. Yeah, any question, any comment? Yes, Prabhu. Uh, Your Holiness, thank you. Here we are worshipping Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Radhe Krishna. 
But the Indian Vedantists are saying Vishnu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and that Krishna is expanded from Vishnu there is split for us confusion what are they Vedantists separate from the Gaudiya Maf? even ISKCON devotees have approached me and said who are you worshipping? Vishnu, Krishna or Shiva? I'm saying I'm worshipping Krishna the same as Jesus Christ, the same as God, Allah is simple so why are they splitting the Indian Vedantas splitting up the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Do you understand my... Uh, yeah, this is being presented to the Westerners throughout history. It's a philosophical problem the Western philosophical people have faced by the Indian pundits and uh, much confusion is there. For. Could you clarify that in your Indian Vedantic viewpoint for us, please, Prabhuji, yeah, Your Holiness, if possible. I so the question raised by a devotee is that uh, there's one school of thought which says that Krishna comes from Lord Vishnu, whereas uh, in our sampradaya we tend to say that Vishnu comes from Krishna. Is that? Uh, did I understand your question correctly? Now you are saying Vishnu comes from Krishna. No, no, I'm saying there's one school of thought which yes. says that Vishnu comes from Krishna. No, where no, one school uh, says Krishna comes from, from Vishnu. Vishnu. Originally Vishnu is to be worshipped and then Krishna has come second. But we here try, or I am understanding that Krishna is the Supreme Personality, that Vishnu and Shiva and are equal in understanding and worship. They are all the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Where is this business of expansion of one Krishna, Vishnu, into another one? Is that not dualism? Ah. It's a topic by itself, Prabhu, to uh, discuss, but at our level, whether Vishnu comes from Krishna or Krishna comes from Vishnu, uh, at the level at which we are, it doesn't make a difference. Yes, they tend to say that Krishna comes from Vishnu based on Vishnu Puranam, and we tend to say that Krishna, Vishnu comes from Krishna based on Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita. And we worship Radha Vallabha with awe and reverence as Lakshmi Narayan. So, there is no difference between them. If you are worshipping Lord Vishnu, yes, please worship Lord Vishnu. If you are worshipping Lord Krishna, you worship Lord Krishna. And a time will come uh, when your worship is sincere, uh, you will come to know the truth. The 
the truth is revealed to you. It is not through logic, through the reasoning uh, that one comes to understand who is who. But still we have to respect. We cannot uh, ignore that. Have to respect that if I went to India, when I was in India, if I meet Sikh, Buddhist, Jain or uh, impersonalist, they are also representation of Krishna. Yeah. Uh, we do respect yes. them. We do yes. not. Uh, we do not condemn a person. It is. Uh, it depends on the individual who tries to reach out to the other person, either through uh, in the mood of a compassion and tries to share. It is like. Someone who is in grade 1, we do not teach grade 10 mathematics. Someone who is in grade 1, you teach only grade 1 mathematics. And gradually take the person to grade 10. Somebody who is in grade 10, we don't take them to grade 1, rather we take them to grade 12 and higher. So we need to know what is the level of the other person, and then uh, take the person along with us to the highest level. It's not that because I know something, I want to unload that onto the other person. I, that does I'm not serve the I'm, I'm wished just Shastra, from Indian Shastra. I'm trying to clarify from Iskon Shastra and uh, Indian Shastra, because you, you referred to Vedanta. So Vedanta, I'm trying to see the difference between Vedanta and pure Iskhan uh, Bhakti. To purify my own Bhakti, to clean out from my own brain and mind, the Vedanta, the impersonalism, uh, Prabhupada, he's uh, refers us often to the impersonalist, watch out, these impersonists, these reciters of Srimad Bhagavatam for, for money, professional reciters. Huh. So it's simply here we say Krishna and uh, is the Supreme Personality, not as they are saying. Vishnu is first and expanded Krishna. Is that correct? No, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter whether Vishnu is an expansion of Krishna, Krishna is an expansion of Vishnu yes, at the level the at, names, at, yeah. at, at, at the level at which we are. If the person is worshipping Lord Vishnu, be happy that he's worshipping Lord Vishnu. If you're worshipping Lord Krishna, you be happy that you're worshipping Lord Krishna. The problem comes instead of worshipping Lord Vishnu or Lord Krishna, instead of worshipping God, they're worshipping dog. That's the problem. So, uh, that's where the problem lies. You what are if, subordinating yourself to somebody's superior authority. That is the first step in the journey of spiritual life. But not subordinating yourself and saying that I'm the big boss is a big issue. And we can argue or we can, re we can reason or we can give so many examples from Shastra. But ultimately it is the realization within the heart that should dawn in an individual 
uh, that clarifies the thoughts and for that sincerely pray to Radha Vallabha uh, all your thoughts will be uh, cleared. I may say anything maybe the time is up I may not be able to talk much on this issue but even outside the class anyone may say anything to you but that's not going to give you the answer because the answer has to come to you from within so therefore you simply chant Hare Krishna sincerely you will get to know the answer it will dawn it will say it will appear as crystal clear in your heart and therefore nobody needs to tell you who is who thank you Prabhu yes Prabhu Grandara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Vanchakalpatara Bhischa, Krupasindubhya Yevacha, Patita Nam Pavane Bhyo, Vaishnave Bhyo, Namo Namaham.